You ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again, the Beer Bottle QBs. We have some technical difficulties. Once again, computer, stupid Mac, it's eight years old now. It's just not working, Siege. It's, a, it's problematic for all of us. But we're, we're fighting through it because we're fighters. We got me. We got CJ. We're here to do it live. And it's a huge week. Huge week on the podcast, Siege. Last week was a huge week, too. So let's, uh, let's just get started with that. First thing on my list is UCF. Huge Huge victory. Huge win. I was wrong. As you know, I picked the uh, the upset on this actual program yep. last week. Picked the upset, thought, you know, they they wouldn't come out. Well, UCF is actually a really good football team. Like? They're underranked. They went out and beat, beat the absolute piss out of a good Cincinnati football team. Cincinnati is a good team. Don't get me wrong. They are a good team. Apparently the committee uh, doesn't realize that you can have a big loss to a really good team and still be in the top 25. Oh, wait. That's what they did with LSU. But that's okay. Just showing a lot of biases there. But we'll get to rankings later. But yes, as I told you what would happen, CJ, UCF won. You never doubt the Space Knights. You just can't do it. You can't do it. They're too good. Mackenzie Milton's the fucking man. They've got a average defense, but it doesn't matter because they have possibly the best offense in the nation. Yeah, their offense is unbelievable. I'm back on the UCF bandwagon, Blake. You, you got me back on. They're legit. I'll say a hand up. I was wrong about, you know, I, I didn't, I thought they might have a letdown. Nope, they went bald. And I think, I'm going to take a hot take. I think we should give them a shot at the playoff. How is that a hot take? I've been saying that since like week one. We've been talking about that since week one. That's not a hot take. That's a That's cold take at this point because they deserve to be in. They haven't lost. They've won 23 games in a row, yada, yada, yada. It's ridiculous if they, that they're not ranked higher. Just look at the common opponent between Notre Dame and UCF. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's now one of the top teams in the ACC, 6-1 and one in their conference. And you know how bad that Notre Dame beat them? They beat them by, by only by five points, a minuscule 19-14. to 14. Didn't look very good out of the game. You know how bad UCF beat them? How bad? 20 fucking points, 45-20-something. It was blowout. UCF's awesome. And speaking of offense, how about those Washington State Cougars putting up 69 points last Perfect. weekend? That, that, that's the score they needed to win. I think that's the score that Mike Leach just needs all the time. Wazoo, baby. Gardner Minshew. I think he he may may be the my favorite for the Heisman, even though he's not going to win he, it. He's not going to win. 
you're right about that. But his stats are ridiculous. It's like all leech quarterbacks. They're un, they're insane. Yep. 36 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Yep. 4,325 yards. That's unbelievable numbers. Yep, he's leading the country in passing. He is the best quarterback in the nation as far as just throwing the football. And then, I mean, he's a guy who's going to go into the NFL and isn't just going to be a system guy. We've we've crossed that bridge in the NFL. Anyone who watched the Monday night football game, that game basically told you right there that the old NFL is over, the new NFL is here, and maybe I'll start watching the NFL again because it's essentially Big 12 offenses playing. Jared Goff, he was, he was a Sonny Dykes quote-unquote system guy. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech quote-unquote system guy. It's over. The old NFL is over. The new NFL is here. And like they say, the spread offense, it's trickled up all the way from the bottom, all the way from college up. And it's it's finally here, and I'm excited to see some offense in the NFL. But we digress. That's beside the point. So are you – was that the, your first pitch for trickle up economics? Uh, it's called tri- trickle up passonomics. Trickle up, trickle up offense. Triple, trickle up offense. It's uh, that's just how it works these days, you know. Trickle up offense, yeah. It's a, we're gonna write a started at Pee Wee. It's coming up. The first beer bottle QB's football thesis is going to be on trickle up passonomics offense. No, that's gonna be the second thesis. Our first thesis is relegation. Oh, that's true. That's true. I can't wait till we get into the off season so we can start hashing out some of these relegation ideas. All right, see, let's go to the next game on the list. Ohio State almost went down. And Urban Meyer looked like he was about to have a heart attack on every single play. Oh, my God. He, <laughs> he looked like he was acting. He like, did like, look like he was acting. Every time a play, a positive Maryland play happened, he looked like he just got shot. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Like, he's just, like, bending over on the ground. Like, he looked like he was just about to keel over and die. So, I, I guess, what's the over-under if they lose to Michigan on how long before he's in the hospital with some kind of nervous breakdown? Oh, i say less than 24 hours. Oh, right right off the hot... That's hot hot take. I mean, that's... I'm I like saying that. game night, he goes right after. Yeah, it's been a stressful season for him. He doesn't even talk to the team. You think he just goes in the... If he's losing big, you think he goes midway through the fourth quarter? Yeah, has he lost the locker room? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if he's lost the locker room just yet. <laughs> But he has, I mean, he is out there looking like a damn fool doing all these, like, I mean, I don't, he looks like he's, like, in physical pain, but, I mean, I find it hard to believe that he's actually in physical pain from the opposing team scoring touchdowns, but maybe he's, maybe he's, like, the peak college football coach and has trained his body to be in pain every time the opposing team scores. Maybe he's just like the evolution of a football coach. Like, Nick Saban hasn't even reached this evolutionary point yet. It's only Uh Urban Meyer. He's like Pavlov's dogs every time an opposing team scores and yeah. pain. <laughs> He's like sitting in his office late at night watching film, and every time an opposing team scores, he like pricks himself in the side or something with like a little <laughs> yeah. knife. And then bandages it back up and then stabs himself in the knife. And <laughs> he, he, paid, he, he used to pay Zach Smith to punch him in the nuts every time the other team scored. Oh, man. Wow, I think we might be on to something. I think this could be, be real life. So, wow. Yeah, that's, send it to Brett Murphy. We should send it to Brett McMurphy and just say that's a, that's a legitimate story. Maybe we'll write it up and send it to The Onion or something. All right, next one. Michigan didn't look very good in their win either, though. So this really brings it into a an interesting game because I don't think there's anyone in the world that 
doesn't believe at this point that the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game is going to win the Big Ten Conference. I think that's pretty uniform across the board, what everyone is saying. And everyone everyone currently thinks it's going to be Michigan. But Michigan did not play well against Indiana, did not look very good. They're claiming that Indiana was the dirtiest team on earth, yada, 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 a bunch of BS. But Siege, I mean, what, do you, what are you thinking about this Michigan-Ohio State team? What did you think about Michigan not playing so well last week and Ohio State not playing so well last week? Um, I mean, like you said, Michigan had been kicking teams' asses all yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Except, except for Notre Dame, they basically kicked everyone's ass. Yeah. And then in comes Indiana, and they only beat them by 11. Yeah, the, yeah. And they were down oh, a little I bit mean, early. Ohio State hasn't played well in the past few weeks. They really haven't. They're in a lull. I mean, I think this is going to turn out to be a really good game because both these teams are kind of in a funk right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If Ohio State can kind of play dirty like Indiana did, then, you know, they got a shot. And you know this game is going to be dirty because it's Michigan-Ohio State. Yeah, it's also in Columbus. We'll talk a little bit more about later. I just wanted to get your takes on how they both those teams played last week. We'll get to our predictions in the second half of the podcast. Last game I had on my list, actually I have two games on my list. First, I mean, West Virginia losing to Oklahoma State was wild. Wild. Absolutely wild. And I just, it's like, you don't want to like buy into the cliche that no one in the Big 12 plays decent defense. But the reality of it is, the only team in the Big 12 that plays defense is TCU. You're 100%. <laughs> so, so it's kind of crazy, like, it, like, TCU is the exception because West Virginia didn't play a lick of defense against Oklahoma State. It's another one of those weird games, a night game in Stillwater on a Saturday night. Never a place you want to be. Weird things happen. Yeah, but at the same time, West Virginia got scored on with 42 seconds left or whatever, and then went down and almost went down and scored to win the game. Had a play in the end zone. Sills couldn't catch it. Greer couldn't complete the pass. But that was just, it was a wild shootout, a classic Big 12 shootout. No, I, I love these games. I mean, they're really? so fun. Neither team wanted to to play, you know, even get remotely close to their the, the guy they're defending on either side of the ball. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just it was one of those shootouts. What I what I don't like about this is I wanted West Virginia to win. I, wanted I did too. A, I wanted this OU West Virginia game. I mean, granted, it still does mean a lot, but I wanted it to be two one loss teams. I think yep. that would have been awesome. And yeah. West Virginia should have won, and they robbed us of that. That's true, and now it has even bigger implications because now that the the title game is, as long as Texas beats Kansas, the winner of the OU West Virginia game will be in the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. So it makes things very, very interesting. And you know, it's a big implication. So we're going to have to see what happens, but West Virginia has to play better defense than that. If they wanted to earn their one-loss team, it was just—it was pretty absurd how bad their defense was, especially on that. It was first down. You're blitzing the house and playing man-to-man, eight yards off. At least press the guys. The easiest call in the world is running that little slant that they did. Oklahoma State did for a touchdown. Your eight, your middle uh, middle safety playing man-to-man was eight yards back. It was absolutely absurd. Any half-brained defensive coach could have called a better call there. But you know it is what it is. West Virginia just uh, wasn't meant to be. Well, West Virginia also let Taylor Cornelius run for 106 yards. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, that's That's, just... 
that's bad coaching. That's, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, stat. it's just bad coaching because Taylor Cornelius is not an athlete. That is for sure. All right, let's let's oh, keep it rolling. My last one is Notre Dame is really good. Notre Dame is really good. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard because I'm not a Notre Dame guy. Don't really, nope, not don't at really all. care for the school. Not at all. But they're really good. They are very, very good, which is, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, we will have to see what happens, but they just kicked the shit out of Syracuse. Wasn't even close. Syracuse couldn't do anything on offense. Couldn't stop him on defense. It was just not, it was unfair. It was Syracuse going back to being Syracuse, and we had just a whiff of hope that they were going to be something better. I know we had Dino. We, we were hyping up Dino on the. Podcast. We were all on the Dino train. All on the Dino train. He did lay an egg. Could not get the offense going. Just absolutely nothing from Syracuse and Yankee Stadium. It's like you think they'd be hyped up for the game. They were wearing the ice whites. Came out flat as all can be and just got crushed. Murdered. It was embarrassing. I felt I bet on that game. I, I thought. Uh, I mean, I thought Syracuse would at least cover. That's nope. true. That is got true. Murdered. They got murdered. All right, Siege. College football rankings came out again this week, like they do every week on Tuesday night. Not a whole lot of changes in the top ten. UCF has jumped Ohio State, which is a big, big move at this point in the season. And well-deserved, but at the same time, a two-loss LSU team is still two spots above UCF and one spot above Washington State. And I just want to hear what you think about that, because I'm about to go off on it. Oh, oh I know you're going to go off, but I absolutely despise this. This is despicable, Blake. How yeah. can you have a two-loss team ahead of Washington State? UCF and Ohio State. Do we realize that LSU has two losses? They they have two. Yep. Washington State has one. Yep. UCF has zero, and Ohio State has one. How do you rank a team that has more losses than them ahead of them? Yep. I don't get it, Blake. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And if you look at these rankings and tell me that the playoff committee is not is an unbiased, completely unbiased sort, you are absolutely out of your damn mind. I never thought I'd ask for the BCS back, but that's my new hashtag I'm throwing on every podcast. Hashtag bring back the BCS. Because these bald, stupid, old motherfuckers have no idea what they are talking about when it comes to ranking college football teams because they are so damn biased. LSU did not score a point against Alabama, and looked shitty against an average Florida team. I don't care what you say. Oh, they're ranked 11, Blake. No, they're not the 11 team in the country. They go in, If Florida's in the Big 12, they lose four or five games. They're not a good football team. They're not. LSU, they're not. proven average football team, okay? Yeah, they beat Georgia. Oh, yada, yada, yada. Alabama took their foot out, stomped them into the ground, and should have kicked them out of the top 10. They should not be a top 10 football team, period. End of story. Done. End of story. This should not be a conversation going into the last week of football. They, it's easy. They didn't score a point against Alabama, and they have another loss on their schedule. There's, that's two losses. It makes no sense to me. I, I, I could yell and scream about this all day, but the fact is the committee's biased, and that's what we deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's absolutely absurd. CJ, and I'm just sick of it. Like, 
honestly, the BCS was a better system for judging college football teams. Like, it had its problem because you obviously, because you just pick uh, two-team national champions. But, like, this playoff committee thing is so worse. And all of the people are connected to schools. Like, why are you having people who are actively connected to schools judging the college football? It's like, oh, they're ADs and stuff. No, AD is just an administrator. They're not coaches. They're not, like, you shouldn't have... All these administrators that are tied to current conferences and tied to certain universities, like, they're all from big schools. It's just, it's crazy to me. And then the, the coaches that they do have are all tied to big schools. It's, the biases are unreal. Honestly, CJ, me and you could go into a bar and find 12 more qualified people to judge college football than these clowns on the playoff committee. And you know what? I think we might should do that, Siege. I think we might should do that. Go into a bar, find 12 people, and create a college football ranking that's better than the college football playoff ranking. Oh, that is that would be some serious content. Put that on the list. We're going to do that. It's on the list. It just came to us here. This is why you listen to the podcast, because great ideas are viewing all the time. Content, content, content. Gosh, man, this has been a great episode. All right, guys. We've talked about rankings. It's time to move in to what we call, I like to call, a little bit of thing called Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. Love it. I love live Rivalry Week. It's so fun Woo! because there, there's, there's great games, one, but also it's a rivalry. It's so Rivalry every Week. Every team plays up yep. normally. So, yep. so this is going to be a fun week. Like I, I've got high hopes for this one. I like it. The only thing that's wrong with Rivalry Week is the only conference that has screwed up rivalry week is the Big 12. Because the slate of, slate of Big 12 games, it used to be TCU got to play Baylor on this week, or they got to play Texas. Texas got to play Texas Tech, or they got to play TCU. Yeah, it's not their biggest rival, but it's a, at least somewhat of a rivalry game. Now Texas is playing Kansas. TCU's playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's playing West Virginia. Yeah, the West Virginia game, that turned out to be a good game. But, I mean, what in the world? It's not a rivalry at all. And all these other no, great rivalries no. are going on. It's just sad to see. Yep, the Big Twelve definitely screwed screwed rivalry week up. I I really do. Even though I'm not a fan of either team, I miss Texas Texas A and M. Oh, I miss, I miss it, it too. I do too. It's always so fun to watch. The games are always really yep. good, and they hate each other. Yeah, those two teams really need those fan bases and those schools need to sack up and and just put themselves back on the schedule again. It's a good non-conference. It makes sense in this day and age. Non-conference games are huge. It's a rivalry game. They just need to do it. They're both too stubborn and too dumb. I guess that's what public schools are for. I don't know. They need to to swallow their pride and give the people what they want, which is a Texas versus Texas A&M football game on Thanksgiving. How fun would it be to have a non-conference game this week Texas versus Texas A&M. That'd be so awesome. It'd be awesome. It'd be absolutely awesome. But, you know, those two schools are the most prideful fan bases in the world, and you're never going to get them to agree on anything. So I, I don't know if there's any way we ever see it again because they're just too dumb to give the people what they want. Yeah. Too prideful. They're too prideful. You know, too prideful. All right, let's dig into Rivalry Week since we do have a ton of good rivalries even though uh, Big 12 has decided to screw up their rivalry week, the other conferences have not. And so let's start off with what I believe is called the war on I-4, UCF, USF, 
Does South Florida have a shot, Siege? Blake, we talked about UCF earlier in the podcast, and uh, I'm back on their bandwagon. I thought South Florida was pretty good at the year. They're 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 a decent football team. They're not bad. Yep. UCF looks like a machine. Yes, I do. UCF all the way. I'm back on the bandwagon. I jumped off for a little bit, but I'm back on. Love it. Love it. I'm always on the UCF. They're a great football team. They deserve to be in the playoff if they go undefeated. They beat USF by 20 points. You, some people may be saying, oh, it's a trap game. Oh, it's a trap game. No. UCF has not been trapped in over two years, and they're not going to be trapped this Saturday night. UCF wins big. Go Golden Knights. They're riding into the playoff hunt. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm on. I'm back on. I'm I'm leading the the bandwagon fans right now. Let's go! And a hell of a name for a nickname. I love it. The War on I four. That's just it's just phenomenal. You know. It's a great. It's, I love rivalries with names. Yep, it's only been a rivalry. Egg Ball is the stupidest name of all time. But, <laughs> but at least it has a name. name. At least it has a name. All right, let's roll on to our next game. This is a fun one. Big game every year. The last couple of years, it's had a little bit more meaning. But this year, it looks like Mr. Mike Leach ha- might have a better shot of winning than he has in years past. We got Washington going to Pullman to play the Washington State Cougars. Siege, what are your thoughts? Ooh, I believe this one's called the Apple Bowl. The Apple Bowl. There we go. The Apple Bowl. Love we've it. Got, we've got our, our team. This is our pseudo team that we're all in on. Or yep. second team that we're all in on, are Washington State Cougs. Go Cougs. I love the Cougs. Go Cougs. I'm, I'm riding with the Cougs. I'm, I'm done. You're Washington's riding with the Cougs? football team. Go Cougs, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what? I'm with you, Siege. Washington Cougars are going to win a huge game against Washington, and you know what? They're going to storm the field after. I don't care if they're favored. I don't care if they shouldn't storm the field. They're going to storm the field because it's a huge rivalry game, and those Pullman Cougars have not won this game a lot in the entire rivalry. It's been pretty dominated by the Washington Huskies, but not anymore. And as we've talked about, I think this might be Mike Leach's best team ever. This might be his best quarterback ever. And I think they're going to take care of business and roll into the Pac-12 championship game riding high after a rivalry win. They're going to take that Apple Cup right back home to Pullman. Oh, I love it. I love it. Let's go, Cougs. I'm all in. This, this Mike Leach team is fun as hell to watch. They're Ab- fun. Absolutely. I love watching them. They score a lot of points. And they're only getting better as the games go on. All right, Siege. we got to talk about the Iron Bowl. How does so? So let's not let's frame it in a little bit different context. It's not whether Alabama is going to win; it's by how much. And so I think the spread is Alabama minus twenty four and a half. Let me double check that real quick. So, so my question to you is: Will Alabama cover? One hundred percent, yes. My, minus twenty four and a half. Blake, this is Auburn. Auburn's yeah. bad. They're not Alabama great. Alabama hates Auburn. That's Alabama true. Alabama won't take their foot off the gas pedal. All right. That's good. I, I, what happened last year? Yeah. What happened last year? What was the score? 
They lost. Oh yeah, Alabama did lose last year. I always for, I forgot about that because it was just like such yeah, a ridiculous. They didn't get into the playoff. They were the four seed. Yeah, it was such a ridiculous thing that Alabama lost to Auburn last year. Probably saved Gus Malzahn's job for a little bit. But this is an interesting one. Minus 24 is a lot of points in a rivalry game. A lot, a lot of points. It is at Alabama, though. So, yeah, they're probably going to cover. I'm going with it. Bama Bama rolls over like it's nobody's business. I just don't know how you can can pick against Alabama at this point. They're so good. It's unbelievable. They have no weakness. Yep, that is true. They're, They're just... They're... They're the top of the class right now. If they lose at some point this game or in the SEC championship game, it is going to cause utter mayhem in the playoff picture. Like, I just, I honestly don't know what's going to happen because it's going to be absolutely insanity. And I am absolutely rooting for Georgia to beat them in the SEC championship game because that would just be a lot of fun for us to watch the committee navigate that kind of uh, BS, but I don't think they lose this one, and I don't think it's even close, like you said. I think we just need to move past wins, because it's going to be a boring-ass game, so. Yeah, yeah. Bama's just going to smoke them. It's not even going to be remotely close. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, I think it's time to move to the big ball game. All the marbles in the Big Ten. Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State is currently on, what's their win streak right now? It's like... They've won 10 out of the last 11 or something crazy like that. It's a lot to a little. Last year was a controversial ending to the game. Overtime, that fourth and one that was a hold, but Ohio State got it. Yada, yada, yada. New game. Both coming off bad weeks. Who do you got? Michigan or Ohio State? Michigan did not play that well against Indiana, but I believe that was a trap game. Their, their mind was already on Ohio State. They they yeah, were not thinking tracking, about yeah. Indiana at all. Yeah. I think Michigan's significantly better than Ohio State. Ohio State is very beatable, as we've seen Purdue do it, and how we almost saw Maryland do it. Yeah. Maryland should have beat them. They should have. They absolutely should have beat them. But I, I do really think this is going to be a good game since it's a rivalry. Both teams are going to come in fired up, ready to go. But, but I like Go Big Blue, baby. Uh, I think they beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State's beatable, and, and Michigan's on a mission right now. Go Big Blue. I like that. I mean, Michigan has been playing really well, minus that Indiana game. Ohio State has been very up and down, very up and down. And this is a must-win game for Jim Harbaugh in his career at Michigan. It's kind of, he hasn't really led up to the hype so far. He's been good. This has kind of been the year. They've been missing a quarterback. The only thing that gives me pause is that this game is in Columbus. If this game is in Ann Arbor, you know, I think it's a I think it's an absolute easy win for Michigan. Oh, but 100%. this this is going to be I I mean I have that that gut feeling is telling me Michigan's going to win and they're going to win big just from what I've seen throughout the entire season, but I feel like there's this is going to be something wonky. You know, I think it's going to be a lot closer than my gut is telling me. And I think it may go into overtime. Oh, I like that call. Yeah. I, I think like it that. may be going into overtime. And if it goes into overtime, it will be very tough for Michigan to win. But I think they may just edge it out. So I'm calling oh, Michigan like with an overtime win and an absolute close one. Michigan edges it out. 
in an overtime victory. So not an upset of the week, but an almost upset of the week. Almost. Almost. Put it on the watch list. It's going to be a wonky one in Columbus. All right, Siege. Next game on the list, we got Notre Dame at USC. Do the Trojans have any shot of beating Notre Dame? Blake, I'm going to do you a favor here, and I'm going to say, hell no, they do not. Hell no. You don't think so. Hell no. USC is already starting the search for their next head coach. They have looked pretty terrible um, this season. Not a good year for the USC Trojans. Not a good year. uh, Six losses currently. Just lost to a bad UCLA team. I think they have zero shot, and I think they get beat by at least 21. Man, zero shot, at least by 21. Wow, this is this is coming in hot. You know, Siege, this is an interesting game for me. It's in the Coliseum. USC has had a rough, rough, rough season. Clay Helton likely out after this year. But you know what? I've picked against Notre Dame a lot this year. I haven't been right on a single one of them yet. But you know? You know what Beckelman's art, Siege? I don't believe they're quitters, Blake. They are not quitters. We're not quitters. I'm not a quitter. And I'm not quitting on the upset pick over Notre Dame. Give me the Trojans. Ride, pony ride. They're going to ride a Trojan horse into the Notre Dame locker room and at the middle of the night release all of the Greeks and they're going to assassinate the entire city of Troy, a.k.a. Notre Dame, and they're going to come up with the victory tonight. There was a point in time when the the big USC Trojans went into South Bend and no one thought they could lose to this crappy Notre Dame team. No one thought they could lose. And you know what happened? They didn't actually lose, but it was pretty darn close in a stupid push. Fourth and one on the goal line with Reggie Bush illegally pushing Matt Leinart into the end zone for them to win. That's not going to happen this time. USC is going to win again because they always beat the Irish when they need to. And it's upset city, USC. Let's go Trojans. Oh, I love it. I love it, Blake. Upset of the week. That's my upset pick of the week. It's my upset pick of the week. You heard it here first. We're going after it. Love it. Love it. All right, Siege. The next couple games on our list, West Virginia, Oklahoma. What are your thoughts? This one's going to be, neither team is going to play any defense. That is true. They don't have defenses. I mean, this might be a 65-64 to 64 game. I don't even know how to pick this. I want to give West Virginia the edge Yep. because they're at home. Yep. But Oklahoma's offense is unbelievable. And West Virginia's defense, if they play like they did last week, they have no chance at even stopping them one time. That's true. Oklahoma's defense did give up 40 points to Kansas or 30 points to Kansas. True. Which was pretty so, crazy. I'm picking West Virginia. Lock it in. Upset of the week. Go Mountaineers. Going with the Mountaineers. Okay. Go Mountaineers. Will Greer, senior night. He goes out on fire. Man. I've got him. Done. All right. West Virginia. Signed, sealed, and delivered West Virginia. You're calling it. Man, I like that pick. 
You know what? All I have to say about this game is bet the over. And whoever has the ball last will win. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not picking a winner. I'm not picking a loser. I'm telling you to bet the over. And whichever team has the ball last will win the game. And that's all I know about this game. That's very true. You're right. <laughs> that's all I know about this game. Not an ounce of defense will be played. You know, it's literally whoever has the ball last will win the game. 100% agree with that. All right, Siege, now we have a quick fun pick em. Utah State at Boise. Utah State having an incredible year. Boise has already played spoilers once in the whack, beating Fresno at home in a big primetime game. Your thoughts on this one? You, Utah State, has. this is the best team they've ever had, ever. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they may have had a good team back in, like, the 20s or something, but... I believe this is the best, in the modern era, this is the best football team they've ever had. Yep. I, I think they want to go out on a on a bang with a big note. I yep. say they beat, and you know I'm a Boise State guy, I say Utah State beats Boise State to cap off a great year for them. I, I love Utah State Aggies. Well, I'm all in. Let's go. There you go. Utah State, I like the pick. But you know what, Siege? People don't just go in and win on that blue turf. It's funky there. It's weird there. It's just there's something off about it. Boise State, hot. They beat Fresno State at home this year in their biggest primetime game. And you know what? They're going to go ahead and upset Utah State and take them out of a New Year's Six game. That's what I'm calling. It's my second upset pick of the week. Go Broncos on the blue turf. All right, uh, Siege. Utah State's got it, Blake. They've got it. Uh, we'll, we will have to see. We will have to see. I'm going with the Broncos. The Bucking Broncos, baby. All right, Siege. This has been a lot of fun talking about football. But you know what week it is, right? Um, It's not Christmas yet. So what, what does that have to make it? Huh. It's No, it's not Christmas yet. It's not Christmas. It's Thanksgiving, Siege. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Yes, the Pilgrims. The, the Indians, Native Americans, they met and they had a feast, you know? Yes, they, they did do that. So, Siege, at, at the beginning... That's what they've told us. That is what they've told us. I saw an article this week on Facebook that said the first Thanksgiving may have been in Texas and not New England. I don't know how the oh. hell they know that or what the hell that means, but, you know, you, you can't trust everything you read on the Internet these days. So I'm just going to assume oh. that it happened at Plymouth Rock or something like that, like they tell us yeah, in the I'll history books. Yeah, it happened there. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Yeah. But here's, here's one of my hot takes for uh, Thanksgiving. Gotta love it. I think Thanksgiving is the best drinking holiday. Ooh. Why is that? Let me tell you, Blake. So, to start it off, I don't know how your office works, but they let us go a little bit early on a Wednesday. Yep, that's true. So of course, you know, you get home, you, you, you pack, you may go to your parents' house, which is what we're doing. Yeah. And then basically you get from Wednesday night to basically Saturday to be drunk. And you get to eat amazing food, amazing leftovers. You're drinking whatever you want. You're having nice wines. You're drinking beers. Maybe throw in a mixed drink here or there. If you're in Texas, maybe throw in a margarita. Maybe take some tequila shots. Fancy. I mean, you you basically get a free-for-all for three or four days without having to go into... You know, do all this Christmas stuff, you just basically eat food. There you go. It's awesome. Man, I love that. You know what? It's a great drinking holiday. 
And I'm going to do a little little plug myself here. So it's also a great time to shop, Siege. Black Friday, lots of specials. Don't go to the stores. You're a psychopath if you're seen on those stores with all the crazy people running around. Just sit at your couch while you're drinking and make some drunk purchases, you know? Buy some good stuff on the internet. These days they'll all deliver it to you. Amazon, Macy's, all the department stores. Jeff Bezos will hand deliver your stuff to your door. Not really. But, you know, Siege, it's a great time to drunk shop. Love it. Well, I, I, I love that. Let's go shopping. Shop from your couch, though, while you're drunk. Yeah, shop from your couch. Not in person. Shop from your couch. That's our that's our tip for, for Black Friday shopping. You're a crazy person if you're trying to fight the crowds at Walmart. Psycho. Absolutely. All right, Siege. Spend like the extra hundred bucks. It's, not, it's a hundred bucks. It's, it's usually the same price, you know? These days, internet, they're all the same price. All right, Siege. Yeah. This has been a great episode. You have anything to say to the listeners before we head out and enjoy our drinking holiday? I just gotta say, enjoy Thanksgiving. It's technically the last week of football season, which is really, really sad. We still have conference week. We still got conference week. But it's just very, very sad. So enjoy it up. Don't think about that it's ending. Enjoy Enjoy it while it's here. Drink and watch yep. some great football. I agree, agree. We have to savor that last week of college football. And you know what? I, I just want to leave them with leave, leave the fans with this. Have a happy Thanksgiving and go Space Knights and go Cougars. Let's get those bad boys into the playoffs, baby. Go Frogs. Let's get a bowl. Also, go Frogs. Let's get a bowl. All right. See you later, guys. <laughs>